Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Now, we all know that carers play a very, very important role in our community, but did you know that 2.2 billion hours of unpaid care is provided every year in Australia? And in uh, 96% of cases, it's family providing that care. Now, this week is National Carers Week for 2021. So joining me on the line now is David Brennan. David's the CEO of Carers Tasmania. Good morning and thanks for your time. Good morning and thank you for having me on the program. It's really such a pleasure. Well, it's a, a big week. And first of all, how would you define a carer? That's a really great question. Thank you for that one. Um, look, in Australia, colloquially, we, we hear the term carer bandied around a little bit. Um, and people often use it in, in terms of uh, paid workers, and it's not under Commonwealth legislation. It means that it's some, uh, as you said in your introduction, a family member that's caring for someone with disability, uh, with chronic or terminal illness, with mental ill health, uh, alcohol or drug dependence, or somebody that's um, frail aged. So that's who we're talking about with a carer. So what does National Carers Week mean to you? Not just getting the message out there, but so much more. Well, you know, I'm, I'm privileged to, to have a job that I can serve carers every day of the week. And, um, um, but a week like this is really important to recognise carers, to appreciate them, to, to sit back and go, wow, 2.2 billion hours of unpaid care is a lot of hours um, that, uh, that saved uh, from the health system having to pick up that slack. So, you know, there are, there, there are millions of reasons, and that's the theme for this year, millions of reasons to care. Um, uh, there are 2.65 million carers in Australia, so there's 2.65 million reasons straight up. But then, of course, everybody cares for lots of different reasons for the person that they love. But it is, I mean, David, as you said at the start, you touched on it, 96% of cases it's family mm. providing mm. that care. I mean, it must take its toll. I mean, this much work for no pay. I mean, they, they get, obviously it's family, we know about the emotions and the love, etc. but surely some some form of pay, something must be, I mean, be able to eat, we can give them or the government can. Well, you're right in terms of the toll. Um, the impact on carer wellbeing um, is dramatic um, and it, it varies depending on the type of condition the person has that they're caring for. For example, um, if you're caring for somebody with dementia, um, or which is very episodic, um, you can, you're really literally on call 24 hours a day. Uh, and they, um, there was a study in 2015 by Griffith University of, somebody care, of people caring for somebody with dementia that a third had contemplated suicide in the year of that Ooh. survey and of those a sizable number would con would contemplate um doing it um in the year that followed the survey so that that's reflected too if, you, if you're looking at carers as somebody with mental ill health that's very episodic or some forms of intellectual disability so you never you never to get downtime you're always on call um and there are degenerative diseases and so forth so you you're really right um Often carers in, in Tassie, about a third of the carers registered with us have a disability themselves. Um, many of them have their own chronic illness um, and yet they find the capacity to care for somebody else and that does come at great detriment to them. You, you're also right about um, the need to be recognising the more. There are carer payments through Centrelink that are available, mm. um, but economic security is becoming a much bigger issue for carers. So. Mainly it's a genderised um, activity, so about three quarters of carers are female, 
and a, a, a female carer is much more likely to leave full-time employment and go to no employment to care, whereas a man that's caring um, will go from, say, full-time to part-time, and they're sort of the trends. And, and labor, I can go on and on, but, I mean, labour force participation is about 8 to 10% difference between much lower for somebody who's a carer than somebody that doesn't have mm. those responsibilities. But we do have paid carers in our community, though, don't we, David? Well, we do, um, and they're individual support workers, and they do a great job um, in the disabilities and aged care sector, but they are markedly different to when we talk broadly about an informal or an unpaid carer, dramatically different role. It's interesting, the other figures, what you, I think you touched on, 2.65 million Australians provide informal care. Well, that was in 2020. That's that's uh, that's right. Um and uh, but interestingly, so the, it, it, nationally the ratio is one in eight Australians is a carer. In Tasmania, that number is the highest in the country at one in six, and that reflects right. sort of the poor health comes the, the the level of chronic illness in our state, the level of ageing, highest autism rate in the country. So these sort of thing, these sort of factors come together to mean we have many more carers here than the mainland. And I guess uh, what that, uh, what eighty thousand primary carers in, in Tas. That's correct. You're all across the numbers, mate. It's great. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. So, uh, and look, you bring that down to a local level. So, somebody, mm. somebody listening in in Launceston, just think about your street. Count six houses. One in six of those houses has, has got a carer in it. And the interesting thing is, it could be you. It could yeah. be the listeners right now. Because uh, just my own personal experience, I didn't know until I started this job three years ago that I had been a carer. So I was a I was a young carer, kind of when I was seven, eight, nine, ten. Well, even through to fourteen, while my father was passing away, and I was a carer again for my mother when she had terminal illness. And I just didn't know it was just something that you do. But all the activities that you help that person to do to just have daily living is what makes you a carer. So making appointments, mm. helping people get out of bed, getting them showered, getting them ready, you know, running the doing shopping, managing finances, etc. But, so, we, but yeah. we, we don't often realise, I mean, you mentioned dementia before, and I was reading a story in particular about one gentleman looking after his wife has since passed, but having dementia, he was getting up sometimes 20 times, you know, during a night to, to you know, put her back to bed and that sort of thing, and then and had to lock the bedroom door at some stages just to go outside to get the paper or whatever, you know what I mean? It was the, the yep. story, you think, good heavens, it is. it can be just really, really difficult. I mean, Carers Week, I believe... We're highlighting the fact there are, as you said, a million reasons for someone to be a carer. So tell us about some of those reasons more so, if you don't mind, David. Well, often it, it um, just to touch on your point about dementia, you're quite right. I was with a group of carers, um, uh, dementia carers, um, quite recently, and the stories around the table were very similar, those sorts of things that you've said. But also one carer said that she was at wit's end because um, her husband just keeps asking the same question just over and over every day and it's not his fault he can't help it but it just wears her down another carer um in within our carer network nationally um has had to keep telling her father over and over that her mother died um and he has to relive that multiple times a day and so does she so you know it's not it's not Mm. just the broken sleep which is a big factor but it's all those other things um but, you know, there, there are millions of reasons and, you know, it's so individual. So if I think of a carer who um, uh, spoke at an event for us in Hobart yesterday, firstly, it was out of love. It, this was a carer for their eight-year-old son um, who's on the spectrum and has anxiety and a, and a range of issues. First thing was just that she loved the son. 
Second, you know, she wanted the very best for him. Third, she wanted society not to see him as having disability but having a superpower. So yeah. there are bunches of reasons and layers to, to why somebody cares and what they want for that person. What more, what, what support can we give for these carers? Um, is there something they can look at immediately they might not be aware of um, on the internet? Mm, mm. Well, um, Carer Gateway is an Australian government initiative um, and we happen to be the Tasmanian service providers for all of the state. It's really um, a step in a, a really right direction because it means there's one phone number and one website to go to, whereas previously there were over 160 organisations providing and it was just, the carers just got lost. So now if they just ring 1-800-422-737 and just press one at the menu and you'll talk to one of our great staff or carergateway.gov.au. Um, there are lots of supports we can provide anywhere across Tassie that can include connecting with other carers in the same situation. It can include counselling, so when just emotional support. Uh, mate, there's coaching, so mm. that if that's a new service. So, you know, carer, carers might have a goal, not sure how to get there. We'll work one-on-one and help them step that out. Um, but also lots of things like respite or if you're caring for somebody over 65 we can help um do the whole booking process for residential respites and bookings in the aged care facility so a bunch of those sort of things are available but the first step is if you're one of the in one of those ones that you're a carer and then you know reach out and if i can it's carergateway.gov.au what was that 1-800 number again yeah 1-800-422-737 one eight hundred four double two seven three seven. If you need help, yeah, that's it. Of course, caregateway.gov.au. I mean, do we, do we really need to sort of push the uh, the government for more support? I, I do know that. I mean, I know that uh, Jeremy Rockliffe, Minister for Community Services and Development, has actually put out a you know media release. He said this year's theme: millions of reasons to care, etc. And they've you know said um, mentioned funding projects that support the uh, health and well being of carers, as well as events that celebrate National Carers Week. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of money there. No, I, th- I think um, uh, the government's taken a really good step. In the last election, they picked up um, a previous Labor commitment to uh, legislate carer recognition, and that's a really important starting point because Tasmania is the last state uh, in the nation to have um, legislation that says carers are there and we recognise them and how they need to be treated and served mm. across government. Um, so that's the first building block, if you like. That's the foundation for the home. But a lot of financial supports come through the Australian government traditionally, but state government has put their foot, their foot in the water and um, has committed to a three-year grant program um, that, that Jeremy spoke about yesterday. Um, and I know I have to say he is a very understanding and supportive minister, um, and we have a good relationship with him. Um, but there's always more that can be done. I think particularly in the young carer space, mm. we um, haven't talked about that, but carers can be as young as the youngest carer we've ever had registered was five. Um, the oh, oldest really? At the moment is about ninety-seven. Yep, five yep. to ninety-seven. And, Good heavens! Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and, and and I just have a real deep passion for young carers, particularly in schools, because my own experience is you're not developmentally ready for it. Yeah. Um, it makes you grow up much quicker than you need to. You're more serious about life. You're not as socially connected. So, you know, that is a space where we're certainly talking to government about the need for some young carer connectors to work in the regions to to locate and connect young carers into supports. And as you said, the hardest part of being a carer is the physical 
drain. But there are a few events taking place this week for Carers Week. Would you mind uh, telling us about some of those, David? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've we've got a mix. Unfortunately, you know, we're a small organisation and we can't be everywhere. We certainly have um, cinema screenings of Cruella, um, uh, Birdie, Devonport, Lonnie and Hobart. Um, And we try to find a movie for these events that, you know, is not going to have carers upset or crying and so forth. So um, that's how we've landed on Cruella, Cruella. Um, we've got uh, morning teas happening at a lot of the neighbourhood houses around the state. We've got some online events so that if you happen to be in, you know, the, the northeast, you can still participate. So we've got um, laughter yoga, which I think is happening today. What is it called? Uh, laughter, laughter yoga. Laughter yoga. Absolutely. Well done. <laughs> I, like the, I like the sound of that. I mean, these they do. I mean, this is the the thing. If we can just get more people to realise that, you know, they, these these are carers. They're genuine. Because sometimes you think, oh, if someone says oh, I'm looking after my dad or my mum, you don't mm. really know exactly what they mean by that, and perhaps they're not sort of, uh, well, too brave to say what they're really having to do. Well, that's, that's it. I think in the Australian culture, we say, how are you? And, you know, you, you get a, how are you? But we don't always want the response back of how they actually are. Exactly. Um, exactly. Um, and, and what happens, what, a common story for carers is that well, as they start that caring journey, they start with friends and social activities. And as it continues, those friends drop away and those activities drop away and they end up being very isolated and alone and lonely. Um, um, and that's why one of the important services that we could offer is just connect them in with other carers because they don't have to tell their whole story they just kind of say to us look i like it because i mm. they just get it i don't have to tell my story over and over again but and so um, so but, there's laughter yeah. yoga go on with some more of those events if you don't mind this week yeah, if we yeah. can yeah yeah so there's um there's also uh, we've got an event on mindfulness um we've got another one on learning to sketch and draw uh which is online uh, and we've got a number of shopping centre visits that um, uh, we're putting together and other events and expos that um, just to try and reach out and just promote to hidden carers that they are a carer and that we're here for them. Mm. I just had a call from Chris from Sheffield. It's called to ask, what's the duty of care for the government to check the living conditions and standard of care of people receiving carers' payments. He said he knows of a situation where someone's receiving payment and he doesn't believe the care is meeting even a basic standard. That's a call from Chris in Sheffield. David? Right. Thanks, Chris, for that, uh, for that call. Um, to get into the specifics, more than happy for you to call our office and we'll talk through that. Um, but of course if there is any... If, if, if the person is aged and there's any uh, thought that there could be some elder abuse occurring, then always err on the side of safety and uh, make that call if you feel that that's what's needed. Um, we regularly, well, I wouldn't say regularly, but we semi-regularly have to make those sorts of calls um, if we, we just err on the side of the safety of the person mm. concerned. Um, but in terms of the duty of care of the government, that's something you'd have to kind of take on notice. But uh, care of payments and allowances are uh, tested. So, you know, from that perspective, there is some form of assessment, but not the actual physical living conditions. But at least Chris can get in touch with uh, Carers Tasmania, yeah, and yeah, give what uh, yeah. you can look look that up and uh, give you a, have a chat to you, David. Um, but if they want yeah. more information, especially about um, National Carers Week, where do they go? Um, shoot over to our website, carerstas.org. Carerstas.org, easy as that. Carerstas.org, yep. carerstas one yep. word dot org. Uh, that phone yep. number again, one eight hundred four double two seven three seven. 
Um, but if also if you're needing support as a carer, carergateway.gov.au. So there's a couple of good uh, good uh, places there to have a little look at. David Brennan, yeah. David Brennan, CEO of Carers Tasmania. I do appreciate your time and uh, all oh. the best for the week, David. Thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough for um, putting a light on, on carers like this and really showing genuine concern. Thank you. No, it's an absolute pleasure. Nice to talk with you, David Brennan. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.